Kinsey Packs and Roland have found themselves in quite the predicament. Uh, they <laughs> they so discovered bad. they discovered the location of the Riveteers, the Nomad Pack. They were hired to um, find for both the town of Soldina and the tribe of the Ophidian clan. Uh, both uh, societies um, have a vested interest in the Riveteers uh, returning to their route uh, and transporting goods and people uh, on said route. Uh, turns out the Riveteers were attacked by another nomad pack called the Cloud Cutters, who ambushed them hard and fast with superior firepower and drove them into the mountains. Um, this is where Kinsey Pax and Roland have found the Riveteers, uh, and also where they discovered that the leader of the Riveteers, one known as Tusk, uh, is in fact Kinsey McCharlotte's estranged mother um who he used to know as pike jaw um they found the riveteers in a cave as they prepared for a final ride against the cloud cutters to destroy them um uh and they uh these three drifters joined that that ride down snake boot was it snake boot no split boot split boot canyon uh split boot canyon uh they joined the the ride in their in their truck uh, called Cho, and they drove uh, uh, alongside the nomads, and the cloud cutters uh, reacted with a very strong and decisive attack that took out a lot of the riveteers, including none other than Tusk and her war wagon. As the pride of this branch of the cloud cutters arrived, the bullwhip, uh, driven by the illuminated red wheel. Uh, the bullwhip is a large, hovering, uh, essentially, you know, bullet with uh, controls as it uh, flew into this fight down a canyon ledge and just smashed right through Tusk's uh, war wagon, splitting it in half. Um, <clears throat> now, at this point in the fight, Kinsey, Roland, and Pax um find themselves uh one uh, three of a very small number of uh people loyal to the riveteers left in this fight as uh one cloud cutter gyrocopter uh, heavily damaged but still operational uh <laughs> is still in this fight as well as the relatively unharmed bullwhip um <clears throat> uh that has uh led Roland to lose control of the truck known as Cho. Um, uh, so Roland and Kinsey are in the truck. It is spinning out of control. There is a hover car with some riveteers uh, who are um, uh, who have been uh, kind of re-pressed uh, uh, into this fight by Kinsey as he shouted at them. Uh, Pax, however, is not in the truck. Pax is... Uh, utilizing Roland's grav stability harness as she is uh, attached to the bullwhip with a grappling hook. She is drag being dragged behind the, uh, the bullwhip. Uh, the grav stability harness lighting up with energy, keeping her from actually smashing into the ground as she, uh, as she is being pulled behind on this high-speed chase. And that is where we find our three, uh, our three drifters. Um, I, I would... forgot we invented gravity skiing last session. <laughs> I, I prefer the 
I prefer the term dust dust skimming, but like you can call it. <laughs> I think it's a regional thing. <laughs> grab grab skimming. <laughs> yes, over here we call it dust skimming, and over there we call. <laughs> um, so I'd like the three of you to roll initiative as we reach the uh, top of another round of initiative in this fight, and I will move us over to our initiative. Uh, overlay with the music and the mood lighting. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. I just got like like uh, the the like the um, Metal Gear Solid music, like the da 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 da. So, I like it. My investment immediately paid off. In having good initiative. Yes. They did level up last session, and Dan did spend a significant amount of his uh, his talent points to become good at initiative. Um, but you are up against nomads. Did anyone get better than a ten? Okay, nine, eight. Oh, I got an eight. Okay. Um, My awareness is lower than theirs. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, anyone do something around a six? Uh, uh, I think he skipped a number there. Seven, yes. which is the one I have. That's why I said something around. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a seven. My awareness nice. is a six. Nice. Now, yeah, you don't tie anyone. You just beat them. Uh, Kinsey, what did you get? I got, I got four. I got no hits on my fucking dice. Oh no! Do you, do you want to spray grit? <laughs> I have. See, the, I'm worried because I only have three grit. I probably should spend grit, and I can spend. So grit. If you spend two grit to twist the knife, it's the difference between two turns and three. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Fine, fuck it. Okay, so you spend two grit. Twist the knife. Well, uh, oh, twist the knife just gives you an automatic extra success. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't get any successes, so <clears throat> he can't twist the knife. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You... It has to be a successful test, right? Yeah. So what, what, what I was actually trying to do was play to the uh, gallery, which I did, and now instead of four, uh, I have five. Hey. <laughs> All right. Cool. So. <clears throat> Some stuff happens before you guys get to go. Um, uh, with the truck uh, spinning out of control, um, kind of swerving off to the side and scraping up against the side of the canyon, uh, the bullwhip moves to the side to get a clear line of sight to the hover car uh, with the remaining riveteers in it. Uh, and... Uh, it is going to um, uh, start firing on them. Like, basically, the slots are going to open up and uh, gunfire is going to rain out. And um, one of the riveteers out of the three that's in that car is going to uh, be shot dead um, and, and drop down to the ground. Um, and that is uh, the bullwhip. Uh, but the riveteers now get to go. Uh, and they are going to basically return fire on the uh, on the bullwhip. Uh, you watch as their their weapons uh, ping relatively helplessly off of the armor of the of the bullwhip, maybe doing a little bit of damage, but nothing significant as they uh, as they try to find a weak spot firing upon it. And uh, Pax, 
It is your turn. Okay. Um, on my turn, will the um, will the uh, grappling hook pull me in? Uh, you can roll a gymnastics test um, uh, to um, kind of keep it stable. You could also use uh, athletics. I'd let it be either. Um, to try and repel yourself uh, close up um, without like having a lot of like wide swings that make it take longer. Okay. Um, um, and your your uh, grappling hook uh, will give you a bonus to this. Um, it will give you a plus two. Wow. All right. I'll take it. <clears throat> um. Uh, so that is three hits. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll let you use a free action. Um, as you're able to keep your body kind of like, you're like, you spin out for like a second, but then like you spin around holding on as tight as you can, and you spread like your, your elbows and your knees out a little bit to kind of give yourself like a, a wider cushion of like anti-grav like energy, which kind of like levels you out like horizontally. And then like with that kind of like rough like stability, you engage the, um, uh, the grapple gun that starts pulling you in and you zoom up. Um, uh, your grappling hook was attached to the bottom of the, uh, uh, of the bullwhip. Is that where you want to end up or do you want to try and grab onto it before you go all the way under? Oh no, I'd, I'd prefer to, um, to be on the top part. Okay. Yeah. So as you get like kind of close, you, um, uh, you, uh, disengage the grappling hook and because you rolled well enough on your test, you're able to kind of grab onto the back of this, uh, this vehicle and pull yourself up onto the, the kind of side of it. You aren't able to get all the way to the top, um, uh, but you're able to, like, hang on to, like, the kind of back corner of it. Okay. Are my feet on the, on the actual car yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you disengage your grapple gun. Uh, the grapple harness hums down as you have, have. Now you're like holding on to the side, um, uh, whipping around, but holding on firmly. Um. Okay. The the slats aren't still open, are they? Um. There are slats. They they're very very thin. Um. Uh, but they are relatively open. The people within would have excellent cover. Okay. Um. Nothing has prepared me for this. What side is the door on? (laughs) Uh... That there is, um, there's a door on either side is what you were able to see as, as the chase, uh, as the bullwhip entered the fight, it had, um, basically like hatch doors on either side that could swing up. It looks like at least by design. Okay. Is that thunder? That's cool. Yeah. It just started um, storming pretty bad here. Oh, right. Neat. Um, so, uh, 
the can I may I use my action to get on on top? You can use a quick action and I won't make you roll for it. It just it will take a quick action to get directly on top. Okay. Um so you you get yourself like on the corner back corner. You look around for a second and you push yourself up and like kind of grab on and start pulling yourself like uh, on your stomach uh, onto the top of this thing. The wind smashing into your face, dirt and rocks like pelting you. Okay. Um, so uh, at the very front, you said it was like there was glass, or is it like? Or like a see-through portion yeah, where she's where she's sitting. Portion, yeah, it's got like a red tint to it, uh, but it's this kind of like dome that like reaches out of the front of this vehicle, uh, and she seems to be sitting in it, almost like a cockpit. Uh, she being red wheel. Right. Um. Cool. I just I think I want to spend my whole turn getting getting to the edge of that okay. like area. Sure. Like, like I don't want her to like see me yet. I don't want to make my presence known, yeah. but like I want to be able to affect change on this machine shortly. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and do a sneak test. Um, uh, you're gonna have some modifiers because you're like on top of this truck. It's moving around a lot, so it's hard for you to move extremely stealthily. I will say there's dust and rocks hitting it constantly. Right, right, but you are you are in the roof of it. It's a the d- dust and rocks are not hitting it on the inside, so um, yeah, but it is loud, maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, so you are gonna be rolling at a minus three. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it looks like you are up against an 11. Cool. I have a 13. All right. How many net successes over an 11? Two. Sweet. Yeah. So you keep yourself as stable as possible and you very, like, stealthily creep your way up and you can see as you move along the armored like black and red body of this vehicle uh kind of crusting over the front the bend of the front you start to see the shape of that domed glass like kind of window at the front as you make your way grab finding handholds making sure they're secure and pulling yourself in um uh and as far as you can tell they haven't made any motion or maneuvers to uh try and knock you off or shoot you so so far you think you're doing decent uh hey roland hey i'm gonna try to not be audio poison but it is failing now (laughs) (laughs) okay uh Well, uh, you are, uh, you've lost control of this vehicle. I need you before you do anything wow. else this turn. <laughs> uh, I need you to roll, um, uh, a drive, uh, test with whatever modifiers are currently applied to you to see if you can regain control of this vehicle. 
Uh, <laughs> just a lot of hail is the thing. <laughs> uh, but I got two hits. Oh wait, that six explodes. <laughs> no, just the two hits. Okay. Two successes is in fact enough to uh, uh, regain control of this vehicle. Um, so you scrape up against like uh, against the wall and like uh, you butt up against like a, a jutting rock and like you're you're like skid off to the side and like you go up on two wheels and like for a second it looks like you're about to like tip over uh, but like you are able to like turn the wheel like you counter turn the wheels to like make it a little wider and that slows you down but slams you down gets you back to fishtailing and you get control of the car again. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, you guys are no longer crashing. <laughs> Great. Um, I, uh, I believe, sorry, without looking up the, the... <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm doing all you, the fully here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear the car chase. There's tons of rocks hitting the car. <laughs> yeah, um, I forget. Is is slowed down? Is slowed down a quick or a focused action? Oh, you want to try and change your distance? No, no, no. Not my distance. My speed. Oh, uh, so it is. It is a quick action to change your speed, or you can do it for free by damaging your vehicle. Um, that's fine. I think the other thing I want to accomplish is, at most, a quick action. Um, I would like to slow down now mm -hmm. um, to uh, the, one, the one where I, I don't have a penalty to handling. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much hail. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so you... Um, uh, I need you to roll a uh, a test to achieve that. Um, it is uh, just a, it's it's not not modified by your speed or your handling. It's just a straight up vehicle test. Uh, so roll uh, drive for me. What I'm afraid of is like I can see the lightning behind me. Like I feel like the hail is gonna make its way over here soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm west of y'all, so it must be just must be north of me. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit uh, us. I think it. I think it has calmed down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you got through the worst of it. <laughs> Have fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I got one hit, which I believe means I can slow down one. Yeah, you can move it one degree. Okay, and then if I if I hurt the car, I can every move it. every degree you move it after that um, uh, is uh, two damage directly to the car's hit points. Okay, um, so I will I will hurt the car once, um, so I can move down two increments. Sure. Um, so I have a plus zero to speed now, but also notably no longer a penalty to all these dodge-based handling tests that I keep having to make. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, 
and then I would like to spend Fulgur to flashback. Oh. All right. Um, so you regain control, and what is a, what's your flashback? What are you what are you trying to achieve with your flashback? Um, so all the riveteers, they like conked out, or just I saw the eyes glaze, glaze over when I started talking about the chemistry behind the uh, the smoke screen we made. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's a fun preview. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so the thing about this smoke um, is it is extremely flammable. <laughs> oh. So you, you're saying you, you augmented the smoke screen to be some kind of combustion element as well? Yeah, it's sort of, you know, I'd hesitate to say napalm, but that's okay. only because I couldn't exactly make napalm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I think. Um, this, this feels like... I'd let you roll techno- uh, technology at a minus two or just straight up machinery uh, to see how effective your uh your mixture is on uh on this flammable smoke screen okay um i assume my omni tool helps uh, absolutely yes great uh so i'll roll technology um uh to, uh, so that's three hits on on technology. Cool, nice, yeah. So they started like glazing over, but you were like, "Don't worry, I'll figure it out." And then, Don't like, worry, none of you fly. It'll be over you. Heat rises. It's not a <laughs> and so, like after they all kind of started falling asleep, you like, you know, you help them make you use them to help you make the structure of the vehicles. But then, like, when you were fueling, you're like, one of the things you told them was, like, empty all the fuel lines. I'm going to fuel these up myself. And then you took all of the Riveteer fuel and, like, you, like, took some of it, mixed it in with your, like, smokescreen mixture and then fueled up their vehicles. You know, only skimming off the top of, like, their net amount of fuel to make uh, this smokescreen, this kind of gaseous, uh, uh, explosive, flammable uh, mixture that you apparently have decently well. Um, so that is a successful flashback. You did the, this, this smoke that's kind of like, you know, permeating above you guys, like, you know, still guzzling out of the back of the, uh, the hover car. Um, uh, it is indeed very flammable. It's probably like pretty good. It's sort of sticky because it's flammable. It's probably pretty good along the bottom of, of the, the, the bullwhip maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. At least so, the front, for sure, because it came it came in down and then oh, sure. and then landed. Yeah. So then, for my other quick action, uh, I turn to Kinsey. Hey, um, you have a lighter in your survival kit. I say, rooting around in it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, one hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, great. Uh, and then I turn it on and toss it out the window and set the sky on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do that. That part won't require a test. You already rolled your test to make it, so it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Let me look at some stats here for a second. <laughs> um, you got three, so... Okay, all right, well... So that's, that's a thing. Uh, and then... 
Uh, Pax, I would like you to roll a defense test for me. Okay. What? Any any kind of defense test? Um, no, it's uh, considered a ranged defense test. So either dodge or uh, either gymnastics or athletics. You can't parry fire. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, I have four hits with a fourteen high. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Uh, you don't happen to remember your highest rolling, right? Oh, on on the on, the machinery or tech test that you rolled. Oh, uh, ten. Okay, perfect. Um, so. Pax, you're hanging on, you're creeping up to this thing. You watch as the truck actually regains control. It's like on two wheels for a second, your heart kind of sinks, but then you watch as Roland manages to drop it back on four wheels and get back in control of it. And they start driving on three wheels. Well, four wheels, one of which is very damaged. (laughs) Um, uh, And starts driving uh, basically like alongside the bullwhip. And you look over and you see through the the window as Roland, like one hand on the steering wheel, kind of glancing to the front, is like rummaging through Kinsey's bag and Kinsey's like kind of shrugging at him. And then Roland like whips out and then you just like, you lose him for a second as he leans back out his window and you see a little silver thing fly up in the air. And then uh, the entire cloud of smog ignites. Um, uh, <laughs> And you, like, you're, like, kind of hanging on for a second, and you just, like, drop yourself as low as you possibly can. You feel this hot heat over the back of your neck, like, like licking at your shoulders, like, as this, as the sky, like, just becomes fire directly above you. Um, but you manage to keep yourself low and flat enough. You kind of spread out, uh, and uh, you're not damaged at all. Uh, meanwhile, you also notice uh, little flames kind of drop down in front of you and light up the front of the uh, uh, the bullwhip. Uh, nothing super crazy, but like the around that kind of dome, there are some fires that are starting to sprout and spread along the uh, the front of this thing. Um, meanwhile, the fire fire traces back towards the hover car, and you watch like the riveteer, the two riveteers that are still alive, like like they're like what the what the <laughs> and, and and like. Like the fire like licks down and then gets pushed back and then licks down and then pushes back and they're like freaking out but like right now the like amount of smog that is coming out is continuing to like just spew fire about two feet away from the back of this hover car. (laughs) And and they're like freaking out. They don't know what to do but they're like watching and thinking they're about to explode. Um, uh, And then you uh, all three hear the crashing explosion of the gyrocopter <laughs> as it is it is mo- it is like half engulfed in this fire and it slams up against the uh uh against the cliff edge and uh, its rotors like spin out and like disappear in the flames its entire body encapsulated in flames one person manages to jump out but he also is is completely engulfed in flames and he just plummets to the ground and crumples and spins out and the entire body of this uh gyrocopter like crushes in on itself as it kind of spins against the side of the cliff edge and then falls behind the chase and falls behind you as it kind of spins out sparks of fire shooting off to the side 
beans and gravy. Ronan, did you just set the entire sodding sky on fire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you think that was... I mean, it, it, it achieved what you were trying to do, but you could have just set all three of them on fire, couldn't you? There's no time for this now. <laughs> uh, Kinsey, it is your turn. You went to bed. You don't get to judge. <laughs> I love those. Just really? I couldn't find a rope ride to ride. That's all. Um, so the, there's one person writhing around on fire. Mm. Oh, he's done. You, he's way back there. Like the, This chase is like high speed. As soon as he hits the ground, he's like gone. Would I have a better chance of throwing something to Pax or inside one of those little slots? Uh, definitely to Pax. She would be working with you. Great, perfect. I'm, I'm going to try and toss her uh, one of my grenades. Uh, would that be quick action? Would I still be able to shoot? Um, let's let's roll. Let's let's, let's see roll. how it goes. It's um, fair yeah, uh, I would accept. Uh, Range at a minus two, or just straight up skullduggery if you have it. <laughs> skullduggery. No, I mean I have it, but I don't really have it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So let's try this. You said minus two. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, right, that's fine. Uh, no, no, you, you're horrible. You messed up my last round. Uh, all right. Here we are. All right. That, that's three success. Yeah, it's a free action. Um, so uh, yeah, you you're like arguing with Roland, but reaching down and you just pull out a grenade and you're like Pax, and you just toss it and Pax. You're like spread out, uh, and you see this. Uh, you don't know what it is. Just something lobs towards you from the car, and you just catch it and lean down to the ground, and you look and you have a grenade in your hand. <laughs> I immediately check if there's a pin in it. Uh, there is. There is. It looks like the grenade has not been turned Okay. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but yeah, Kinsey, you rolled well enough. That's just a free action. So you still have uh, a focused action or two quick actions. Your choice. Uh, yes, I'd like to shoot with my uh, rifle if I can. Um, can I shoot one of the hovering pads? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can take it. Yeah, you can take a called shot. Um, uh, I, I think I have more of a chance of damaging one of those than I do with this giant bullet thing. Yeah, so you can roll um, uh, at a minus two because you do a called shot. Sure. Um, and uh, I suppose the the success here would be uh, negatives to like speed and handling as like the the thing you shoot kind of malfunctions. Preferably, yes. Yeah. Alright, um, I guess I'll make sure that I... Wait, can you, can you just not shoot out a tire if they're a hover car? Yeah, you can. Yeah. 
It doesn't have hover. This truck needs to be a hover truck yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once uh, wield is uh, specifically the, the characteristic that can be damaged and take penalties. Gotcha. Uh, uh, as soon as you don't have the wield characteristic, then you're like gold. Uh, then it requires like called shots and like some finagling to maybe get a temporary uh, uh, benefit. <laughs> sure. Damn. All right. Well, um, got a high of a lid. Uh, Kinsey, you lean. Well, I guess I don't know. You may have grit. You're up against a fourteen. Uh, You're up against yeah. a fourteen. Well, good lord. Yes, I'm not shooting that thing. Uh, so, Kinsey, uh, after you toss the grenade to Pax, you lean out and you line up. You see one of those rotating, like, uh, hover, like, um, uh, elements on the side of this thing as it kind of, like, locks into place to l- allow this thing to kind of, like, push itself up a little bit. And you're like, there it is, right there. And then, like, just as you begin to sw- squeeze the trigger, uh, you notice, like, you lock eyes for, like, a second with Red Wheels. She's got both of her arms in the controls. She looks at you, sees sees you, and then she pulls one arm back, and the the car dodges. It moves to the side without losing any forward momentum, and your shot goes a little wide. And then she pushes one arm forward and straightens right back out easily. Goddamn illuminated drivers can't get can't can't get the, the bullet in edgewise. <laughs> I forgot that Kinsey hates illuminated people. (laughs) I think hate is strong, but they do freak me out. Uh, Those of you in the car, um, Kinsey takes a shot. She pulls to the side, pushes one arm back in. And then, uh, Kinsey, you see uh, a smile. You can't see her face because she's wearing a filtration mask. Uh, But you watch as, like, her eyes crinkle in a smile. And then she just pushes both arms forward and pulls to the side. And the the bullwhip just lurches forward and swings in heavy on you. Um, And Roland, I need you to roll a um, defense test. Um, Based on your handling. Okay, so it's minus two because I have the three tires and a minus two because the car is Uh, my high is a five. That's not gonna roll. Well, I mean, it's pretty close to the highest number I'm allowed to scenario, so. Fair. It wasn't gonna get a whole lot better. (laughs) You eliminate a surprising amount of my successes. (laughs) Uh, Fire will do that. (laughs) um uh and yet uh uh you my friend the vehicle you're in which can't take injuries (laughs) um jesus all right well here it happens Uh, we're not making it out of this you're gonna be fine it's fine. You would have to do, like, gunslinger tier damage here for the car to be in. I don't know. I mean... Uh, it, he might. He might, 
But like, we are, this car, while quite hurt, is really far from dead. <laughs> I'll look up one quick rule, then I'll tell you how much damage your car takes. Okay, cool. Uh, the car takes, well, I might spend grit. So uh, to make it simple and quick, um, let me know like how close near you are to death. Sure. Um, uh, the car takes 27 damage. Uh, so it takes 21. Um, which, it's body times 4 or body times 8? 4. That's literally uh, just about exactly it. Is it is it exactly it, or should I give you guys some grit? <laughs> oh, no, no. You don't have to spend grit to okay. it. Cool. Um, all right. So yeah, the car takes 27 damage. It is unmade. <laughs> uh, Roland and Kinsey, you immediately take uh, crashing damage, which Roland, you can calculate because you know what the speed is. Right? It's twice the body plus speed. Yeah, body plus speed, and then multiply it by two. Ooh, uh, it's 16 damage. Both of you take 16 damage. Man, if it was, if I had gone slower, this could be a tier two injury instead of a tier three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she she smiles at you, Kenzie. You see that happen. And then just like with the most casual of arm movements, the entire like weight of this massive high speed vehicle just turns and its engines blare and it smashes into the back of the truck. You watch as the back of the truck, like the bed of the truck, gets shoved like three quarters of the way in. That back tire like bursts off and goes flying. And you see that for a moment, Kinsey, and then you can't see anything because the car is spinning so wildly out of control. Uh, and then before you know it, you're like flying up and flying to the side. Your center of gravity is gone. You black out for a moment, Kenzie. Um, uh, so both of you either take 16 damage or take an injury. It's your choice. I'd love to take an injury, yes. All right, both of you roll injuries for me. So one, just one die, and you take what it says, yeah? So do we take roll two? Uh, if you have no injuries, it's just the one D. Right, right. Somewhat fittingly, I am now concussed. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that do? Uh, it's a minus one to reasoning and awareness. Okay, so your reasoning and awareness attributes are reduced. That's fine. I don't need one of them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And I have received a disparaging wound. Oh no. <laughs> so my tenacity and personality attributes are reduced by one. Okay. Uh, so you both black out for a second as the like the centrifugal force of the car spinning wildly uh, uh, like makes you lose vision for a moment. Pax, you see the whole thing unfold as the back of the truck gets crushed into the cab and then it rolls over nose first and then just starts spinning and smashing and then you lose it 
behind you as uh, as like it flies back and shrapnel and, and gas and hydraulics. Um, and you lose complete sight of Roland and Kinsey as this chase kind of turns a corner and you can't see them anymore. Um, Roland, you wake up, Every up is down, left is right, everything is spinning, you hear a loud ringing sound in your head. And you turn to the side and you see Kinsey kind of hanging upside down um, in, the, in the passenger seat. Uh, and he's got a cut that goes all the way across his face and like seems to have like kind of pushed two of his teeth apart, maybe he lost a tooth. Um, uh, and like down his neck and into his shoulder, like his whole body hit the windowsill. Um, uh, and it's just like this bloody bruised thing. Uh, and he's just hanging upside down and then Kinsey, you kind of come to and you shake yourself clear and you see Roland sitting there and his eyes are like completely unfocused as he like tries to stare at you. Uh, and, um, Pax, it's your turn. (laughs) You dick. Um, man, I really wish that I had one of those mag- magnetic belts. Um, be nice. Um, I don't really have much technical expertise, but how many bullets do I think I need to put through this dome in order to specifically um, kill this driver lady? She would be considered to have excellent cover as well. Right. So, no, if I wanted to destroy the, like, cockpit glass, like, the cockpit glass is my target. Oh, just to break the the cover? Yeah. I guess it would be a call shot. So, minus two. To the car? Yep. initiative or before she just went right she just went i mean you just have to make a hole big enough to drop a grenade in yeah you could shove one of the grenades through the gun slots yeah that won't kill her though um you snuck pretty good last time she might not even be aware of you yeah Okay, yeah, um, I guess I'd like to see... Can I reach the gun slats from being on top of the, of the vehicle? Cool. Absolutely. Um, you have, so, you have uh, much like a rodeo uh, jockey on an Ache, you have, like, secured yourself on top of this thing. You have control. Okay. Um, yeah, so I would like to lift up the flap closest to the driver. Sure. And um, pull the pin on this grenade. Sure. No, they're dead. I wouldn't do that. 
I don't do that. Okay. <clears throat> what do you do instead? I wait to see what happens. I'm alone now. You're holding your turn? Yeah. Do, do you know what that grenade is? Did we talk about it or? No, I, I have thought, no idea. I thought, no, okay. Nope. Nothing. Don't know anything. That's no, no. fine. Right. <laughs> you and your moral code, you do whatever you like. No, I mean, I legitimately think it's going to kill everyone in, right. in there, which is fine, except for that I'm alone in the desert with, with no way out. Sure. Uh, so, Pax, you get yourself ready. The slots actually open up as fire continues to rain out on the riveteers in front of you, pelting their car. They're very preoccupied with the fire guzzling out of the back of their car, but they but they manage to, like, it's, it seems like the, the shots are mostly focused on the vehicle. Uh, so they drop down, and then they're, like, shouting at each other, like, what are we doing? I don't know. Shut the gasket. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, and uh, uh, you, like, the slot is open, the guns like fire out, and the, whoever was operating that slot leaves it open for a second, and you pull, you have this grenade, and you look at it, and you look at the slot, and then you kind of freeze for a moment as you start doing some mental math, and you're gonna hold your turn. And the riveteers, uh, the one who's like in the back, is going to like shut the gasket to like make the, the fire like get cut off from them. Um, uh, and then like turn and take a couple pot shots at the, uh, um, at the bullwhip, which moves easily to the side. Uh, and then uh, there's a point where the uh, the canyon forks and uh, the um, the person at the wheel of the, um, uh, the hover car um, looks like they're like all the way, looks like they're going to the to the right. And then they, as the like uh, bullwhip starts moving in on their side, and they're moving towards that right fork, um, they like stop the car basically, and then like they dip down in a way that makes it so their nose of their vehicle goes under the bullwhip, and then they turn around and drive the other way towards the left. And now you are alone on the bullwhip. The other riveteers have uh, have vacated the fight. Uh, do you still hold your turn, or do you want to do something? Um. I yes, I hold my turn. Okay. Uh, Roland and Kinsey. Uh, effectively, you are out of this fight, so I'm just addressing both of you at the same time. Um, uh, the the roaring engines that have previously. Uh, surrounded you are gone like an instant uh in the moment you lost momentum the fight drove miles away from you uh and the two of you are alone in this crumpled husk of a truck um uh and both of you seem uh, uh conscious and uh ultimately unharmed in the sense of you're not dying <laughs> your face looks like shit uh, you don't look so great yourself. Yeah. Um. Should we. I get. Should we go check on your mom? It's pretty far back. I don't know. We're not catching up. We could go. We're certainly not. I have. I have one idea. I don't know if it's any good. I can... What is it? I mean, just spit it out at this point. 
Shit, what was your, um, what, what was the name your mom called you? That was, um, you know, the Hounsang one you had. was uh, my given name. Hounsang? She called you Hounsy, was it? Hounsy, that's right, yes. Great. Um, and I, I click on the, the Cloud Cutters radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, hey, tell Koenig the Red Wheel just killed his fucking son. Hounsy's dead. It's her fault. <laughs> There's no response. What's your play here? Uh, I don't know. Sort of throw a metaphorical grenade at a political situation. See what happens. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how it turns out. I couldn't tell you the politics of uh Oh, let's see what happens, actually. That might work. I guess, I guess let's grab our stuff and see if your mom's alive now. Sure. Like, yeah. this, this car's... It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I, you know, I thought it was bad on three wheels, but it's probably worse on none. Um, I'm going to do a weird home... Uh, I, I guess homebrewy thing. I'm going to... It's not homebrew, Tommy. You invented the game. <laughs> well, I'm going to make you... I'm going to make you both roll a supply test. Um... Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the threshold at, I guess, fifth. No, you want to roll high in this game. Five. <laughs> uh, as long as you roll uh, equal to or higher than a five, you're golden. Okay. So this is just gonna kind of be to see what of your inventory has survived the crash. The only thing I care about is on Pax's belt. Kinsey rolls a nine. You're good. Man, <laughs> this car is going to blow up. <laughs> Can I roll? What'd you roll, a 20? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Pax, you have all your stuff on you, don't you? There's one thing I don't. There's two things I don't. What, Miguel's gun and what else? And bow shield. Okay, Um, I'll put yours... Yeah, yours is still a five, so go ahead and roll. Um... I don't know if I'll ever see them again. I uh... cool. So, uh, Roland, you and Kinsey kick your way out of the of the car and climb out, and you look. And Roland, your like ability to assess like vehicles like kind of lines up. You kind of soak in the damage, and then you see as like oil is dripping next to like a sparking flame at the back, uh, and you're like, oh no, we only have. A very Just brief amount of time. There. <laughs> well, so what you're able to assess is that you have a, a brief amount of time to grab all your stuff and get away before this car blows up. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, Kinsey, Kinsey, what did you get? A nine. A nine? Okay, Pax, what did you get? Uh, 17. Perfect. Uh, Roland? Uh, what do you have? What don't I guess? What don't you have on your immediate person? Um, I know you have probably your Omni tool and your no. Armor. My Omni tool is on Pax's belt because she demanded it to break oh, into this, yeah. this truck, that's so right. that's fine. Um, she's also wearing my graph stability harness, so that's fine. <laughs> I assume I'm the filtration mask is something I can just like wear around my neck, yeah. so that's fine. Uh. I have to imagine I've kept the noise-canceling earbuds close. <laughs> I do have that player on my belt, yes. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I have a question about the cargo drone. Does the cargo drone also take 16 damage from the crash? Um, no, it's part of the, it's, it's gonna, it's part of your gear. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, things that I don't carry on my person. Uh, disguise kit, lockpicks, um, and maybe the lockpicks, but I'll say I don't. Um, uh, any tonics, uh, this one smoke grenade, ammo, my gun. The Hoff Cellar Sea Tag. No, you know what? I carry the Hoff Cellar Sea yeah, Tag. On yeah, me. that fits in a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the cargo drone. Okay. Everything else is accounted for. What was the first thing you said? Just the disguise kit. It's gone. <laughs> oh. uh, you managed to, like, you both grab all of your stuff. You even grab uh, Miguel's gun and Bo's shield, and you get away from the car, and it explodes, and you start taking a quick inventory. Uh, and Roland, you realize your disguise kit? You didn't, you didn't manage to grab it. It must have fallen out of one of your packs. Huh. It feels like in a different state of concussedness, that would have perhaps more significance. <laughs> Well, look on the bright side. Uh, at least I've got my player and my Bobby Klein originals here. <laughs> <laughs> Badlands Road, You guys start walking back towards where the other wreckage remains. Yeah, we, as... put, we put Miguel's gun on the cargo drone yeah. and those shields. <laughs> the cargo drone kind of just like <laughs> behind you. As, Music uh, echoing off the candy <laughs> As Lakeside Mama. <laughs> uh, I pull out an earbud. If an animal comes here and kills me because of Bobby Klein, I will haunt you forever. <laughs> uh, Pax, what are you up to? I think we've broken out of structured time and now we're in narrative time. You are on the back of this... Uh, of this vehicle as it drives into this empty split of the Split Boot Canyon. Yeah. Um. You haven't made your presence known. You chose not to throw the grenade. Yeah. Um. So I would like to see where this thing goes okay so you're, just gonna, um, you're just gonna hang on top uh probably not um so like hang on top for a while but if i hear like jetpacks and whatnot coming um then like i will um like go underneath um and and kind of hopefully use like the the kind of everything that i have (laughs) in order to like stay on um and then before they like roll directly into their camp like i want to do the cool movie exit where i like roll out from underneath the thing and hide behind a thing i guess if they go anywhere that i want to be yeah i guess go ahead and roll a sneak test for me all right. 
me. This is not how I planned to spend this session, I can tell you that. Kia! You are right. only up against a seven. Oh, alright, that's four hits. Yeah, them being distracted helped you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Pax, you're able to actually, with the utilization of the grab stability harness, you're able to kind of creep your way over the course of time along the side of this thing and then swing out under the bottom as you hear, like, gyrocopters and, and jet engines in the sky. Um, but one thing you also hear is, like, celebration within the within the vehicle. You hear people, like, cheering and, like, shouting, be like, oh, did you see when we did that? Oh, you know, and, like, you, you can't make it all out, but you can get just kind of a general revelry from within the vehicle and you just creep your way down the side and then you hang back and like the graph stability harness kind of like lights up underneath you uh to keep you from having to like use all of your muscles <laughs> to keep yourself at the bottom of this thing it kind of is like you have to hold on a little bit but like the graph stability harness is doing a lot of the work from stopping you from falling onto the bottom of the <laughs> underneath this thing um uh, and Kinsey and Roland, as you start walking your way back, you start to see the smoldering um, remains of some of the motorcycles. Um, and one thing you notice, even from a distance, is that the, with the exception of one, um, the the other motorcycles, the, their right, their drivers are missing. Like they survived the crash or maybe went off somewhere, and one of them is very much dead. Um, but you see that from a very far distance as you've walked a little bit of time towards this area. It's like, it, it seemed like it was just a second ago that they crashed, but like, the walk is so much slower. <laughs> right. So it takes you a decent amount of time just to get that far. And Pax, you're kind of hanging there waiting and uh, uh, for the, the bullwhip, which you actually, there's a weird moment where the bullwhip kind of goes up an almost entirely vertical surface. Um, not completely straight vertical, but it's like just barely and like you're just kind of like oh god <laughs> uh, That's the point where you have to hang on a little tighter as it makes its way up a spot and then <laughs> falls back down and keeps going um, But you manage to hang on and you're fine uh, and as you kind of see this smoldering scene in front of you, Kinsey and Roland, knowing that just a little white ways back, you'll find the, um, uh, the wreckage of, uh, your, your mother's war wagon, Kinsey. Um, you hear kind of in the distance, kind of like engines roaring and like, you know, the sound of like jetpacks flying around and like, and gyrocopters kind of, kind of flying around. And then you hear this echoing sound that kind of seems to be coming from the sound of the gyrocopters um, as a voice rings out, a recorded voice rings out through loudspeakers. And Pax, you hear this as well. Surviving Riveteers, this is Ferdinand Koenig of the Cloudcutters. Your reputation for resilience is well earned, and you have fought hard. It was a brutal battle, but what's done is done. As of today, your route belongs to the Cloud Cutters, and while the Riveteers are no more, your services and skills still have value. 
into the cloud cutter camp atop the Axton arches and join the largest pack in the Western Badlands. And there's a slight pause, and then you hear kind of this crackling sound, and then surviving riveteers. This is Ferdinand Koenig of the Cloud Cutters, and it just kind of goes on a loop. Um, sometimes closer to you, sometimes further, but at a volume that you think kind of permeates this, you know, mountainous canyon-filled area. Do we see anybody nearby heading towards that, uh, towards that broadcast? You don't see any living, uh, riveteers immediately. Right now you have the, the wreckage of some motorcycles and one dead riveteer, but you still have a little ways to go before you make it to, uh... Just wanted uh, to make sure there's nobody, you know, coming out from behind the rocks and being like, Oh, I immediately volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. You look around and, and it seems you are alone. Sure. Just keep going, I suppose. Well, this, this, I suppose, is great news. I mean, relatively speaking. In what way? Oh, well, he's just invited us to come to his camp and fuck up his day. Yeah, another mad king's gambit, do you think? I mean, I've moved beyond plans and schemes. I'm sort of just, you know, figuring out the plan four minutes ahead of me at this point, I think. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it. Can... You know, it's not going to be me. Well, you never know. You might surprise yourself. Mm. Uh, Pax, you hang on the bottom of the bullwhip for a little while longer, kind of looking ahead. Mostly you just see mountainous terrain. Um, and then eventually um, uh, it slows down a little bit. And you see ahead of you some like vehicles and, and feet. Uh, and at this point, you want to roll into hiding? Um, yes. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll one more sneak test for me. Okay. I'd like to be as close to in their camp as possible with still being able to hide. I have no prowess in, like, nature. Uh, you're up against an 11. <clears throat> I have a reroll. Hold on. Oof. All right. Um, well, I only have three successes. Three successes over an 11? Yeah. Yeah, you, you roll into, like, behind some, like, shrubs. Uh, you drop down. low, that's all. They're not in, great. And you spent grit. <laughs> drop up against the rock. And you watch as the bullwhip rides up to a couple other vehicles. And, um, the... Uh, Cloud Cutter Camp, actually, as you can see from your position, is in a hard-to-reach territory. Um, it's comprised of what looks like makeshift walkways and housing pods mounted uh, pretty sturdily on some very steep slopes. You, you realize now you've like made your way very like far up the mountain. Um, uh, also branching off from uh, the about what you would say is like half a do dozen like pods, like uh, housing pods, um, you see two landing platforms. One that has like a gyrocopter, another has like um, some smaller air vehicles, and one that has like a full-on plane. Um, and uh, you also see um, that this whole camp is way up. 
above where you are right now. Um, you see this kind of cliff face, this wide stretching cliff face that goes like almost as far as you can see on either direction. Um, and it's got like this kind of like uh, weird inlay in it, like this natural, like like sheets of rock have naturally slid down off of it to create these kind of like, these kind of internal archways that like start deep and then like kind of branch their way uh, further forward to the actual cliff face. Um, and they're like these kind of, they're not like clean archways. It's more like, like I said, like sheets of rock have like slid down at one point. Um, <clears throat> and that is what is the, the face underneath the steep slopes uh, that the cloud cutter camp seems to be on. And, um, you watch as the, uh, uh, the bullwhip actually pulls off to the side and out of sight around, like, uh, around some rocky terrain. Um, uh, and you can kind of see some movement up in the cloud cutter camp. Okay. Um, who's around? Uh, there's two people who, like, when the when the bullwhip came in, a couple people were there, or a few people were there, but ultimately they left, and then you also you notice there's two kind of scouts that move into hiding positions that you're able to watch them like retake. Uh, ar- around this terrain. Well, one of those scouts is gonna have a bad day. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do another sneak test as you try to sneak up on one of those two scouts. against a three, but I might spend some grit. What's your highest? Oh. My highest is a 13. Um, also, I don't know. Um, I have silent step. So. Oh, oh, so they're at a minus two to, to hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're up against a three. I can't spend grit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how many net successes do you have? Um, four. Cool. Yeah, so Pax, you're able to kind of circle around the terrain, find your way up to that little, like, ledge that this, um, uh, sniper, it seems like, is posted. And, um, he's just, like, kind of watching. He's not, like, always looking through the scope. Sometimes he just kind of has his hand, like, pressed on the top of the scope, and he's just kind of looking with his eyes, and every once in a while he, like looks and spots the thing and then goes back to looking with his, his eyes instead of the scope. Um, and you're able to just kind of creep up right behind him. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Does he happen to have a a respirator? Or um... He does not have a respirator. Do they have a uniform? Is he wearing a uniform? 
What you've been able to see of the cloud cutters is, in general, they seem to wear, um, uh, like, kind of a gray and black type, um, color combination. It's never been, like, a straight-up uniform, but much like how the Riveteers tend to wear, like, denim with a red bandana, seems like the cloud cutters tend to wear, like, kind of dark grays and blacks. Okay. Um, oh, man. I have so many regrets about not taking, like, the, the sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down to where I could have. Because, um, uh, okay. Well. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd like to do, like, the Wizard of Oz moment where they're, like, infiltrating the witch's castle. Um, where, like, I want to, like, shank this guy or knock him out or whatever, and then, like, put on his clothes. Okay. Um. Um, I uh, I will let you roll, uh, an attack with whatever weapon you want, um, at a minus two, because you're trying to kill him in a way that leaves his clothes intact and unmarred. Is he's unaware that I'm there though, right? Correct. I'm not rolling. Okay. Okay, because I do have cheap shot. Uh, right. So, does that give me bonuses, or are you negative? See, all the sneak attacks are you bonuses. Yeah. Oh, all right. So cool. Let me scroll down. I quick. don't know you're there. So it's um <coughs> minus. You get a plus two. A plus two to skill. Cool. So that just takes away the called shot penalty, Uh, and you have an extra accuracy. Okay. All right. Cool. What weapon are you using? Um. Um. Didn't we just find out you could thwack somebody really good with the bow? Yeah. But I'm wondering if I... I think I actually Kinsey's bow, but I... I shoot with it. Okay. No. Ugh. Hit him with it? God, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> They're the same! It's the same dice. Um, okay. Which one are you doing? Um, I am doing the, the, I'm just going to thwack him in the face with the bow. Or, what, in the back of the head, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Um. How many successes did you roll? Four. Um, so that is... Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend grit to twist the knife. How much damage is that? So that's, that's 20 damage with one piercing. Uh, take your grit back. (laughs) I will, I will be a kind GM and let you have that grip back because you don't need the extra, how much, how much damage is it with, how much damage is it without the grit? 
Um, 16. Ah, fuck. Spend your grit. <laughs> yeah. You were okay. one, you were one short. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, you spend the grit. Uh, the sniper is just kind of sitting there. You, it takes you a little bit of time to make your way up to him and then you creep up behind him, get the bow ready. And then, uh, you like get right by him and then you just kick him in the ankle and he go, he like turns and he just whoosh, like right across his face, just smacks him, and he rolls to the side. And then before he can roll off the ledge he's on, you grab his his limp body and you drag him back to you. You start undoing his like clothing to be able to put some of it on. Great. Um, also, the sniper rifle is mine now. Okay. <laughs> and whatever else he is has, a medium firearm with uh, enhanced sights. Okay. Um, and then does he have a, one of those radios? He does, yeah. You're able to take his radio. You also get four spurs, two machinery cubes, and um, an ammo bundle for a medium firearm. Firearm. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I'll then you don his, uh, his medium armor, which is fitted and has every elemental resistance there is. All right, that's this better than mine. Oh, but it's minus stealthy. Oh man, I could be counting some more hits. Um, <laughs> all right, well, I don't need to be so stealthy. Yeah, nine armor in. points, one toughness. Yeah. Um, so you start donning that. Meanwhile, Kinsey and Roland, you've been walking a long road. Um, it's just been the two of you. It's been kind of silent, except for the echoing distant. Uh, repeating words of Ferdinand Koenig, uh, smug and casual, um, uh, as you kind of make your way along the wreckage of this fight. What a strange thing we stumbled into. Yeah. The Badlands are weird, Kenzie. This is certainly not good luck, I've found. I mean, how did we happen upon a gang war between my mother and my father? I mean, that's just... It's sort of astounding, really. It really is. If you think about it, like... What? It's not even like we were near where you spent a lot of your life, right? No, not necessarily, no. (laughs) That's, that's not true. You you did live on the, the eastern side of the garden, which is relatively close to this part of the Badlands. Oh, it, was, it was further north, wasn't it? it was yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mountain. You were way further north than where yeah. you got caught. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, one of the key elements of, uh, of uh, being a, a nomad would be movement. So it's just, it's, it's odd. It's odd. Yeah, it's... And strange hearing the repeated voice of my father being like, you've lost. Well, I mean, sure, those are the words that he's saying. But what he's really saying is, I would like to to win now, because I am a fool. Please, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. I will hand it to you. I'll give it to you on a plate. Take it from me. 
unburden me of my victory. It weighs <laughs> too much. You think we can manage that? Yeah, no, I've been listening to this guy for an hour and a half now. I feel like I've got a reasonably good read on him. He is a man who believes he cannot lose, and probably rarely has, to which I have found repeatedly in my life. I am uh, poison form. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're glad, I'm glad to be on your team, then. Yeah. I, it would have, I, we should have told him to do a different thing. This is a dumb plan, Kinsey. This is not a good plan. Yes, I was hoping somebody would speak out, but I didn't have anything better. But, Kinsey, sometimes just knowing a thing is dumb is grounds enough to say it. <laughs> I mean, she was just so confident, you know? It's hard to poke a hole in that bubble. I get it. I just, I want to prepare you. I, I may not... I'm not going to just go along to get along with your mom anymore. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, it'd be a miracle if she survived, but I don't think she's going to be in any fit state to lead anymore. I don't know. I mean, the truck ran into us, and I think I'm probably easier to kill than Tusk. <laughs> That's fair enough. Also, she did survive uh, being driven over a cliff. Didn't she well, get shot in the years. face? The shot in the family did multiple things all at once. Yes, yeah, she's, she's probably beautiful. fine. <laughs> <sighs> Weird day. Weird day. <laughs> Very strange. Halsey? Halsey, is that you? You hear calling from the distance the sound of Tusk, your mother. <laughs> Mum, um, Tusk, Tusk, are you. Are you uh, all right? You see movement around a rock. You see the form, the imposing large form of your mother uh, kind of peek around a stone. You see the wreckage a little ways behind her of the of at least half of her uh, of her war wagon. Uh, she steps around. She's bloodied, covered in soot and like uh, dirt. And uh, she keeps one hand on the... Uh, uh, Did you take her arm, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps one hand on the <laughs> on the rock. Her her uh, her flesh hand, her flesh arm, her her real arm, uh, and then she kind of hobbles around the side. And you see her left arm, her cybernetic arm, is ripped off at the oh. elbow, and. Potentially more importantly, her right leg, or her actual, like, flesh and blood leg, has a bone sticking out of it. That might be a problem. Uh, and she sees you, and, like, despite everything, she's got a grin on her teeth. As she holds herself up, kind of, like, awkwardly against this rock. And she goes, <laughs> Hell of a reunion, huh, kid? No Ugh. kidding. Oh. And she kind of slumps against the rock and lets herself fall down a little bit, like awkwardly on her cybernetic leg, as her left leg kind of like limply hangs to her, or her right leg kind of limply hangs to her side. And she winces and she goes, Oh, Pike Jaw just ain't, ain't what she used to be, I suppose. Come on now. I'd like to rush up and help her into a sitting position so that she doesn't have any 
and he way told me to put legs. Come on now. Yeah, you you help her up, and she like kind of pushes up off your shoulder. You get her set up right. Uh, she winces in pain as she does, and then before you can pull away, she kind of holds onto you for a second, and she just kind of smiles and looks you in the eye and pats you a couple times on the cheek. <sighs> Hansy, I'm happy to see you made it through that. Happy to see you made it too, mommy. Ah, uh, Roman. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, hell, did the. The fighter of the three of you not make it? Really? Oh, I would have lost money on that bet. <laughs> uh, I think she was on top of the bullet last anyone saw. So. A, I tossed her a grenade. I, I think that was definitely... She's still there. Ain't I, no way think... to know, kid, so don't worry about it. Look... Uh... I appreciate y'all trying to help out, but I understand if you want to leave a old beaten woman to her fate. I just don't know how we're going to catch up with them. It's not like we have a working vehicle. Well, it ain't a matter of catching up with them. I mean, Ferdinand's so confident that he's invited everyone to his house. But, I mean, look, I mean, these, these things usually end in one of two ways. Total eradication of a pack or the integrations of two under the, the victorious alpha. And well, she gestures to her like bleeding leg with a bone sticking out of it. I mean, one alpha can't even stand, so I suppose there's a victor and it's Rockford. He's gonna have a nice little present from Koenig. Well, um, I gotta be honest. My priorities now are to see about Pax. Mm. It would surprise me if she was dead, just given how generally capable she is at not being dead. Um, and then, I guess, fix this whole situation for Soldina is sort of like, I guess, a close second, if only because if it was a distant second, Pax would be upset. Um, Fair enough. Um, so, uh, and then third, I'm finding the time in the Badlands for me has revealed some things, and I'm, I'm finding I'm quite vindictive, uh, <laughs> uh, and I find Ferdinand personally displeasing, and I would, I would, I would like revenge now. All right, yeah, yeah. Hey, either of you have a first aid cube on you, I'd like to do something about this old kicker. Uh, I've got half a med kit. <laughs> it's not done yet. All right. I mean, that's the sentiment is nice. <laughs> Listen, Tusk, it's bad all over. <laughs> I haven't got a... Uh, well, you know what? I've got one first aid cube. I'll take it. Well, you have two because there's a first aid cube in the first aid packet under the seat of the now Joe. Okay. So. Yeah, and you got Pax's, whatever Pax didn't have on her, you guys looted. So, yeah. Anyways, you, you expend one first aid cube um, as she takes it and starts working on her leg a little bit. And she goes, I get what you mean about Ferdinand. Ugh. He is a thorn in the side of anyone he meets. 
I mean, if the coward was so hell-bent on dethroning me, he could have at least done it honest-like. Turns out he's just the same old outlaw he's always been. He's never understood that shooting first and asking for loyalty from the bloodied ain't a guaranteed bet. A leader like that, who plays at being strongest because he's got the biggest gun... That's the kind of leader that only inspires loyalty for as long as he can keep one hand on that gun. You know what I mean? I, yes, exactly. <laughs> Intimate experience. <laughs> exactly that situation. <laughs> and uh, that did not end well for for uh, old uh, old uh, what was his name? Frick. His name wasn't Dead Man, because that was, you know, usually people named their Are gang after themselves. Are you serious? <laughs> it was Rufus Nash. Rufus Nash, that's right, yes. Nash, Nash, Rufus Nash. Rufus Nash. Y'all took him out? I well, have a story or two about him. About 75% of the way. <laughs> oh, he's still out there somewhere, all right. In a manner of speaking. Well, hey. If you can take out Rufus Nash, you got a little more pike jaw in you than I thought. Uh, she says, like, pounding you in the chest, Kinsey. I'm, I'm gonna cut that. Please do. Ow. Yeah, you look like hell, son. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the way I figure it, most of the people in the uh, Riveteers that survived their crashes, they're probably on their way up to the Cloud Cutter camp. I'd love to hear if y'all have a plan, because uh, as much as I'd like to waltz on in there and just shoot Ferdinand in the face, one, I don't think I walk out of that situation alive, and two, I don't think that gets the Riveteers back on their feet. Um, um, I'd like to see what uh, you got there, Roman. You seem like the crafty type. Gears are turning, I can see. Yeah, I've got sort of two-thirds of two parts of a plan i think um we need we're gonna need some dead riveteers because me and kinsey need their clothes mm. um i'm gonna turn uh a lot of this garbage into a car um so we can drive there i think or walk maybe i don't know no that's dumb that'll take too long i'm gonna fix up some bikes i guess maybe and you know we may have somebody already in that camp depending on whether or not Pax is there I mean it would be helpful if we had some form of communication with her yeah I mean I've got this radio that I've been to just sort of be generally disruptive to them but I don't actually know what channels or anything and I don't feel confident in you know broadcasting I'm surprised we've spent as much time together as a group uh, with, you know, involving you in the group and we still haven't come up with some sort of code to speak. Well. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want some Riveteer clothes, I think there's a few people who are still in one piece down the road there by the wreckage and... If you want to try and whip some bikes together, that's one thing. Otherwise, I don't expect Ferdinand's going to be too upset with people on foot. I mean, he destroyed half our fleet easily. Yeah, I'm just, I'm more concerned with how long it's going to take to walk there. Sure. 
this time is of, of the essence of the moment. Then why don't I go gather the clothes? Um, you start on the bike, so I'll come back and help as soon as I've got. Hey, oh, just real quick. Because I've found that informing people of everything that they should know when they're working under a lie that I have told. <clears throat> I've told Ferdinand that uh, Kinsey is dead and that the, the red wheel did it and it's her fault. I figured just sort of throw a wrench at a thing and see what happens. So if we can find a way to sort of conceal that rather identifying tattoo of yours, that would be great. He did spend a little bit of time with you in your first year, Kenzie. Could be he's sentimental. Good thinking, Roman. Uh, look, I was just thinking, uh, Halsey, you left uh, uh, that motorcycle with the treads in the cave. You could maybe work your way back there. That thing will get you up to the, whatever peak they're hanging on. Did I hear him say Axton Arches? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. All right, I... I know the place. It's a cliff face. It's broken in a manner that creates the effect of a bunch of arches kind of embedded in the surface of the stone. Uh, some uh, skilled explorers or climbers of the like, they like to go there from time to time to prove their metal. So I suppose he's up around there. I can give y'all directions. Appreciate that. I, I ain't gonna be much help up there. Uh, yeah, so that's, let's get some transportation, let's get some clothes worked out, we'll start driving, we'll start brainstorming, we'll figure something out, we'll make contact with Pax, and, you know, probably kill Koenig just based on his track record. I like that. Koenig in the dirt makes me happy. It's worth losing a leg over. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I start getting to work on clothes and stuff if you want to go get the bike. Of course it. Sure. And as you begin to work your way towards salvaging the wreck of the war wagon and helping uh, Tusk to her feet, um, mm -hmm. we are going to quickly jump into a little intermission here. <laughs> we have returned. Uh, so, uh, let's cut to Pax. Yeah. Um, Pax, uh, the sun is starting to get a little bit low. It's not quite nighttime yet, but it's like, you know, mid to late evening. Mm-hmm. Um, as you, uh, finish donning, um, this Riveteer's outfit. Sorry, this Cloud Cutter's outfit. Um... Uh, and you're you're there now. What do you do? Okay, I'd like to um, get rid of this body. Sure. Like take it out somewhere where maybe an agro pelter will come for it or something. Yeah, you drag it over to a cliff edge and you drop it down said cliff edge. <laughs> um. Uh, and then, um. Just sort of like run my boot over the dirt so it doesn't look like there was this two people there. And then um, head towards the cliff face. I'd like to scale it. Okay. 
uh, without being seen. So I, I you know, I, I will go around or, or, or so like... after you dump the body off a cliff edge and then uh, you move back, you kind of like do a little like mucking of the tracks. You look around, you see off in the distance because you know where to look. You see just a little bit of movement of the uh, other scout. Um, and then you watch that for a minute, and then you start m- making your way towards uh, the arched wallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you do, you actually see coming towards you what looks like another riveteer. Uh, cloud cutter. God, yes. <laughs> um, another cloud cutter uh, walking towards your position. And uh, what do you do? Get into position, like a sniper. Okay, so you kind of backtrack and then like lay down. <laughs> well, yeah, like however the guy was. That's yeah. how. Yeah. So you lay there for a second. You're watching now, but you're listening behind you, and you hear just the subtlest of footsteps behind you. Almost, almost completely. This guy's okay. Not as good as you, but okay at sneaking. And he moves up to your position and like kind of taps you on the shoulder. He goes, "All right, you're done." Good job. Anything I should know? Uh, I shake my head. All right. Get some grub. They got some good stuff up tonight. We're celebrating. <laughs> Lucky you. And he gets in position, and uh, he takes the sniper rifle from you. And uh, gets No! Po- <laughs> I want it! <laughs> gets in position, kind of nuzzles it in against his shoulder. Damn. He doesn't even really take two looks at you. Go ahead and roll blend for me. Okay. I am bad at personality, but good. Oh, and then I can keep the gun. (laughs) Yay. Um, I have three hits. With a 13 high. Yeah, I need to know the highest. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't even, like, look twice at you. He just kind of sees the uniform, you in position. You don't, like, attack him or anything, so he just takes the sniper rifle from you. You're able, you, like, kind of glean that he's, like, intending to take the sniper rifle from you, so you leave it alone. So he just kind of steps into it. You do everything perfectly. Like, you kind of, like, step to the tune. Your time as an indentured servant has given you the ability to kind of read what people expect from you. And so you just kind of like, you were really good at just like letting go of the rifle, stepping to the side, letting him do his thing and not getting in the way. And he just like, he's like, all right, get some grub. Lucky you. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll see you there later. Uh, once, uh, once we get late night, if it's still going. And then you are able to walk on your way. I guess I walk down to like the landing pad then. So landing or, pads are, are elevated above the uh, above the. Sorry, I want to see where the other sniper guy goes, sure. and I want to be behind that. But like, I don't want to like, in case they're like best friends or yeah. something. As you start, making, I don't want to like talk to him. <laughs> as you start making your way towards the arches, you look around. You don't see the other sniper. It doesn't seem like his shift is up yet, or at least you don't see an exchange happening. If it's happening, it's nowhere near you. I don't know where to go. 
You just gonna kind of linger and wait, or do you want to explore? Uh, I am going to walk over, like get down to like the general area that we or that where that guy came from. Yeah. Uh, and then like wait for a minute, and then like walk over to a rock and like pretend to pee on it because I'm pretending to be a boy. Sure. And do, you have just... a, do you have a bandana pulled up over your? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like my hair is like up in like his hat and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. In an attempt to like see if anyone comes by at all. Sure. How many net successes did you get on blend? Um, you didn't tell me your result. Oh, sorry. Um, I have a nine. Oh, all right. Um, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're so you kind of linger. Wait, was a I the bit. aggressor? I was the aggressor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three. Uh, you linger a little bit. You kind of like, you know, mess around by the rocks, and then after like uh, five-ish minutes, um, you see movement. You look and you see the other, the person who you identified as the other sniper, kind of walk in your way. Uh, and uh, uh, as he comes towards you, he goes, "Here's a party. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you follow him up. He leads you around to where the bullwhip kind of went out of sight. Um, uh -huh. And as he gets there, um, he pulls out his radio. And he goes, Slipstream. And uh, there's a moment. And he, he kind of leans there. He goes, So I didn't see any river tears. Did you? What do you think? We kill them all? Hope so. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Koenig, he's, he's got a bright mind, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he underestimates just how hard we go in a fight, right? <coughs> as long as I get to shoot somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He, like, slaps you on the shoulder. And then at that moment, um, uh, you watch as... Um... Intermittently, uh, a link of several um, uh, retractable ladder and footbridges make their way down to where you are, um, kind of connected to each other, and they work their way down. And as soon as That's they, so cool. as soon as they make their way down, uh, he leans back and goes, "After you." I go, and he follows behind. And you're able to climb up the uh, roughly like 50 or 60 foot uh, cliff edge um, uh, on this interconnected like part, uh, uh, like column of retractable ladder and footbridges. And you make your way up to the top and you are now on the steep slopes of the uh, cloud cutter camp. You immediately set foot on, uh, on like kind of one of the platforms they've created uh, that kind of has housing pods around. Um, and you can hear the sound of, of uh, people like kind of drinking and cheering and stuff like that. Uh, meanwhile, Roland and Kinsey, uh, the two of you uh, have made your way back to the original Riveteer camp uh, with a very, very injured Tusk uh, who gets there with you. You have the, the motorcycle that you brought and she's kind of laying there. 
out of breath. Uh, and she goes, so, uh, what's the plan once you get up there? Uh, just sort of blend in and keep talking until the weakness reveals itself and then mercilessly. Man, you're one of them grifters for sure. Hansi, you done good. Uh, latching this guy to your pack. Uh, it's a mighty fine road, Kim, you found, son. We're very lucky to have met him, yes. Thanks. I do like that. Road, Kim. It's a good, good phraseology for yeah. if we have. You ain't no prom. You showed that just in the way that you uh, went out there no fear despite that jalopy you was riding in. Well. But, uh, hey, I mean, coming out of the garden, that thing's basically a war wagon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, you you found good people. And I hope the quiet girl is, uh, is still out there causing troubles. And, well, Hounsie, if, uh, if all this turns around and we find a way to keep the Riveteer still riding... I'd love to have you in the pack. Something to consider. Uh, well, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm honored. I uh, truly, I am. Um, um, nice. Have uh, have my actual blood riding beside me. <laughs> as good as you are with that gun, maybe uh, maybe we can make something, find something for you to do. It isn't all uh, just transferring goods, I, I, I'd hope. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, but every once in a while, uh, someone tries to move in on our route, and usually it don't go like this. <laughs> this is a outlier, as uh, the educated say. She says, gesturing towards Roland. Well, uh, I suppose I'll have to discuss it with my um, with my road kicking, but... Uh... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll think on it. Th thank you, Mike Joel. Of course. And she sits back, and Roland, I'd like you to roll... I guess we'll call it manipulate at a minus three. Okay. This is going to be a... This is a read on how well Pike Jaw likes you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was... Oh. I didn't hear. I didn't hear what you said. You cut out for most of that. Uh, no, I, I thought it was trying to read whether or not she's putting on a intense oh, no, injury. I mean, she is putting on a brave face to like be like, my injuries are totally fine, but also <laughs> not so much as like, you know, she's not gonna die. She's not gonna be dead when you find her. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Uh, um, I have a 12. You're up against an 8. How many net successes? Uh, that's 3. Uh, am I the aggressor in this? Yes. There's 3 net hits. Okay. She kind of eyes you up and down, Roland. And she goes... Like I said, Koenig's only as strong as uh, his biggest gun. You want to find a weakness in that camp? Find a way to drive a wedge between him and Red Wheel. Hey! I 
Start it. Yeah. Come in. <laughs> it ain't. I suppose it ain't so much like between the two of them, more like Red Wheel and the rest. There's something about her. She's. She's more nomad than Koenig, that's for sure. I mean, hell, if you were to waltz in there and challenge Koenig to Zimbalis, I doubt he'd even know the word. But Red Wheel, you're able to rub her nose in the dirt? Well, that would really shake Koenig's hold on the, on the cloud cutters, that's for sure. Huh. Okay. This plan is starting to form. Pieces are coming together. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, this is this is not the worst situation I've been in, or we've been in, in the last, like, four months. So I'm feeling pretty good, except for the concussion. <laughs> so are we going in as... Uh... I'm uh, trying to take the place. Well, you're right. We're trying to take the place of, uh, of the cloud cutters, right? We grab cloud cutters, not riveteers. No, we grab we grab riveteers. Riveteers. So, we're going so to show up as like defeated riveteers. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. And um. Oh, hold on. And I I like find a patch of motor oil that certainly is in this cave and just like rub it over. Kinsey's identifying tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a big old grease mark on the side of his head. <laughs> Yeah, no, not bad. It looks like a real. Uh, you look like you're having a touch. Huh? <laughs> well, so I suppose we should uh, be moving on. Is there a, is there a first aid kit here at, at, at your camp, Michael? Yes, I reckon uh, someone's got something in their tent. Ain't like they're gonna miss it. And uh, with like a short amount of time, she's able to produce like a. Uh, poor quality med kit. Before okay. we get going, would, would you mind, Roland? Uh, yeah, no, you look like you look like shit. Um, he said the same thing to me. We really are lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need a first aid cube though to treat an injury. Yes. Uh, uh, so no, no, not to treat an injury. Not to treat an injury. Oh, okay. You cool. just need a med kit to treat an injury. First aid cubes are specifically for healing hit points. Cool. Yeah, I'll take a crack out. Um, the the poor quality just means it doesn't confer any bonuses. Give negatives. Uh, it does not give negatives. It just doesn't give you anything but uh, reliability. You get an additional reliability, and it also okay. allows you to treat yeah. trace. Cool. Okay, that's not bad. First aid's not. Oh hey, it's just three hits. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's three three successes, I believe, is enough. Yeah. The, three plus it's a class one, three injury, right? But it might be three plus one. Sure. I've recently, it, there's been enough changes on the treating of injuries that I just feel like I need to double check. Sure. Mm hmm. <laughs> My camera is right in front of the part of the screen I need to click on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, three successes. 
So it's not quite treated. So uh, Kinsey, what you can do uh, for your class three injury is you can tally three recovery, like three rests on your on your uh, injury. However, a class three injury will require, um, uh, no, not three rests. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> My notes are, are half and half with the new rules and the old rules. So, uh, yeah, your injury is treated. <laughs> I was treated, cool. And yeah. Thanks for that. Did, did, did he also help Pachol uh, uh, with her injury? Yeah, I can try and put a bone back in the, the place. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Better than just strapping a bandage around, I suppose. Uh, probably. Usually. Uh, that's, that's only two hits. Okay, so you, you get, do a little, little, like, you redress it, basically. She, like, wraps some rags around it, and, like, you actually add, like, a splint. I put, I put the bone back inside and just yeah. hope. <laughs> there's, like, she there's a little bit of shouting, but mostly, like, you know, stoic grunting as you, like, cut, like, and push the bone back, and she's like, That smarts there, Roman! <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, geez. the bones are usually supposed to go in a line, not in a name. I'm just gonna, don't mind me, I'm just gonna lay back here and maybe uh, take, take a quick nap. Uh, y'all, y'all, uh, um, uh, here, here, here. And she uh, pulls out a, a, a flare gun and sets it down. She goes, once you got Ferdinand all uh, dethroned as it were whether it's uh, dead or just with his people just kind of shaking you fire that there flare and uh i figure uh, by the time you do that i might be close enough to waltz into that camp triumphantly and take control of the cloud cutters or at least these cloud cutters keep the uh, maybe uh, replace some of the fallen riveteers as it were <laughs> Is, yeah, is there a, is there anything that would help us you know, p pretend to be riveteers? And I I haven't spent my life in the nomad the yeah. nomad thing. You mentioned something. What was the word? Zim Zim Zimbalis Zimbal Zimbalis. Do you? Do, do I know about Zimbalis? Because I want to in character to look her, her like her face. Astounded. Her face like sinks a little bit when you say that, Kenzie. Uh, Roland. If you'd like to roll a lore test, uh, you can. I don't remember if you have any of the lore talents. I don't have the talents, but I'm good at it. Yeah, Man, so uh, I will give you, uh, Roland, I will give you, um, given your history and your path, you're going to be at a minus four. It's unopposed, but it's a minus four. Uh, that is minus four. Uh, that is just two hits. Okay, so you know enough to know what Zimbalus is. Um, Zimbalus is a ritualistic um, sort of challenge between nomad packs, um, or internally within one nomad pack. Um, basically, amongst nomad culture, uh, it is a challenge uh, between uh, two people. Um, it, it's sort of like a point of pride and honor, Basically, uh, you know just the basics, which is um, 
uh, when Zimbalis is invoked, um, uh, people like those of uh, nomads of honor and, and you know repute, uh, they will accept the challenge, and then a course is picked out that is agreement between the two parties. Um, uh, kind of a route that they have to drive in and then uh, they have to complete four laps in that route the person in the front at the end of those four laps is the winner of the Zimbalis um, however they are allowed to attack each other ruthlessly during that chase so it's kind of usually results in uh, last man standing is the winner of the Zimbalis they usually don't complete all four routes um, but basically it's a it's a it's like a Hundreds of years ago, uh, nomads kind of developed this uh, this kind of method of uh, of resolving disputes between uh, uh, people within the same nomad pack or between nomad packs themselves, as far as like routes and like who's in charge, that kind of thing. Um, uh, it's almost similar to like a gunslinger showdown, um, uh, but with a little bit less consistency uh, the only other thing you know with two successes is that like over the course of time like Zimbalas has become more of a relic and less of a thing that is always accepted uh, more like everyone holds Zimbalas like in high regard if it happens but if someone refuses it that person is not necessarily like you know shunned from nomad culture um, as long as they still kind of come out on top. <laughs> um, uh, but it so, would certainly look bad in the eyes of any no. It would, if perhaps their leader was like, I don't think I'll. Yeah, yeah, and and based on what um, what Tusk said, she thinks that Red Wheel would probably accept Zimbalis on, you know, Ferdinand's yeah. behalf. Um, but her face sinks, Kinsey, when you say that. And she goes, ah, sometimes, you know, I get carried away and I forget, you know, you screw up all proper and stationary with them proms in the garden. And you just don't know, you just don't know nomad life. She kind of falls silent kind of internally thinking it's uh, it's true that I clearly have the blood but you know I, I learned discipline I learned other strengths and hopefully I'll get to show you a few of those it ain't that I'm ashamed of you son You've grown up to be a harder man than I would have expected growing up with the McCharlottes. <laughs> Honestly, I never thought you'd have the, the stones to set foot in the Badlands, let alone ride with a nomad pack. I don't know. I guess I'm just... It's the medicine and the blood loss and, you know, the impending doom of my position as Alpha that's got me all weepy. Don't mind me. Don't go too soft on me, then, because we've got a plan, or at least two-thirds of two parts of a plan. No, we're far past that. Three-quarters oh, Good, good, good. I had hoped. <laughs> what about you, Roman? 
your eyes lit up when I said Zimbalas. You know what? You can educate my son. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't... I'm from the garden. There's no... I've never done a Zimbalas, you know, been able to witness one. But, like, I... I raced in my youth. You know, I... I I've learned the history of a wide range of things. I... I know the old ways. It's more than a race. It's a blood sport. I mean... Well, no, I, I know that. I, I didn't mean to conflate the more the reason why I know about it. I, I, I've heard a couple of the nomad packs in the garden are every once in a while and enacted in Zimbalus. But uh, here in the Badlands, it's a little bit more tangible. Uh, look, I, I ain't suggesting that y'all... Go into a... I mean, you don't even have a half-decent vehicle to fight with. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. I'm not going to Zimbalus Red... It, I'm going to convince Redwheel to Zimbalus Koenig. It's going to be great. <laughs> Her eyes go wide for a second, and then she turns to you, Kinsey, and she goes, Is he serious? You know, he always starts with these kind of, like, crazy and outlandish statements, but you'd be shocked how many times they turn out to be true. <laughs> it's very impressive that way. All right. Sure. You can pull that off, Roman. Hell, whatever nomad pack I become the alpha of, you can be an honorary member. <laughs> you can come and go as you please. As far as I see it, everyone can loan you their vehicles. I mean, hell, you can get Red Wheel to turn against Koenig. Oh, man, I, I wish I had two legs so I could walk up and see it. <laughs> well, you know, there's time. Not that much. Y'all should get on your way. I'm just gonna get a little bit shut eye here. You know, what with the dying and whatnot. Right, right. I'm just gonna real quick take this poor quality med kit and see concussion protocol stuff in there. <laughs> you gonna try and treat your own injury? Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, you can have a minus one for like kind of working on yourself. Uh, could I assist him? Yeah, absolutely. You can roll first aid. Yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sorry. Cool. Uh, take a plus four. Holy sh... Kenzie, what? <laughs> I know, right? Um... So... Two hits means it's just a rest, and then it's finished. Um, what what class injury is it? Three. It's a class three injury. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just keep two hits. That's funny. So I figure we'll probably sleep before we get to their camp. It's all good. Cool. Um, so, uh, Kinsey and Roland, you hop on this, uh, treaded motorcycle and start making your way towards the, the direction that Tusk told you the, uh, Axton arches are. Um, meanwhile, Pax, mm -hmm. 
you've been with the cloud uh, the cloud cutters for a little bit of time now. Uh, right. You have, without even having to roll any rolls or anything like that, you've noticed just a couple things. Um, one is that um, Red Wheel is there, and it seems like uh, she doesn't seem to fraternize with anybody except for those that kind of probably ride in the bullwhip with her judging by their numbers and the fact that their outfits are a little bit more similar together it's kind of like they're their own subsection here at this camp um red wheel wears a slate gray double-breasted coat accented with red stitching and silver studs across the shoulders um her crew uh kind of have similar attire to match her uh the one thing that she has that kind of sets her apart from the rest um uh is she wears a full kind of long red scarf that's like wrapped around uh her neck and like hangs on her back and her front um otherwise she has her her bright like uh pale white um mohawk and um she does pull the um respirator down to like imbibe in some alcohol with the party uh and you notice um she's got like a huge scar that like comes from like her middle bottom bottom lip down like to the, like the bottom where her chin meets her neck um uh and it's like a really wide scar um pretty old by the look of it though um and uh she Grabs some drinks, seems to talk with her people, and then the the like the crew of the bullwhip basically goes off into its own like large housing pod away from everyone else. Whereas everyone else keeps drinking, and over the course of the evening, as you kind of like keep a low profile, you do see the trickling in of uh, of riveteers as they kind of like one after another kind of like comes up uh, uh, with like an escort up the ladder. And, uh, and everyone's like, we got another! And they, like, toss them into the crowd, and everyone, like, pours drinks on them. They treat the Riveteers pretty poorly. Seems like they're putting them through a really, really kind of brutal hazing ritual. Uh, to the point where, um, uh, they, they, like, get them up against, uh, the edge of the uh cliff edge that where the axe and arches are um and they kind of like you know don't let them leave they kind of press in on them so they kind of like their heels are just hanging over the cliff edge and they're trying to keep their their their, their balance and like all the while they're shouting stuff like this will get you close to, uh, get you like used to high altitude. If you are afraid of heights, you don't have a place in the cloud cutters. As they like kind of shove and unbalance these people as they're like kind of trying to stop from falling down the cliff edge. Um, is there a? Does there seem to be? Is this all rank and file? Yeah. Or is yeah? Uh, you do. You do. I. I would say like. You got there pretty early. You did see Ferdinand um, at some point. He saw, he stepped up and was like, uh, everyone basically cheered as he went and like 
he didn't give a speech or anything. He just kind of toasted and he's like, Cloud Cutters, let's increase our numbers and show Rockford what we're made of. And everyone's like, yeah. And then he went off into his own place. Um, Ferdinand himself is a handsome, thin man with sharp facial features. Um, he has a well-kept, full goatee uh, with a subtly cur curled mustache. Um, he wears a tanned long coat and a little red uh, scarf that's like tied neatly against his throat. Um, and uh, his broad smile when he talks reveals one golden tooth next to his left canine. Okay. Uh, but I you can see he is uh, uh, quite the handsome man and... Even in his few brief words, he is quite the orator as he kind of addresses the crowd. And everyone, like, goes up and he's like, Make sure them uh, riveteers are made of the tough stuff the cloud cutters are. And everyone's like, Rrr! And then he goes off and that kind of precipitated into what you are witnessing now. Or not witnessing if you want to, like, move on Ferdinand. It's up to you. You have... I'm basically describing what has happened in like a six hour time frame. Right. <laughs> or like a four four to six hour time frame. So these these um riveteers, they're not or are they in mortal peril? One wrong step and they are. They're they're being pressed up against a cliff edge. Um, and not allowed to leave. And their balance is all that is keeping them from falling. It, it is half in, in good fun and half malicious, for sure. The, mm -hmm. the, um, the cloud cutters are not trying to shove them off, but they are not allowing them the stability to guarantee they won't fall of their own accord. Okay. Hey, while you think about this, everyone also take a grit because you survived a life-threatening situation. Also, everyone take Ooh, a grit sure because of great roleplay. Okay. Uh, and what do you do, Pax? So, um, just to clarify, there are the only lieutenant that Koenig seems to have is uh, is um, Red Wheel. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, all these other cloud cutters seem to be just like you. You've seen this behavior before. Every once in a while, since you earned your freedom, or well, kind of secured your freedom from servitude, sure. uh, mm -hmm. you you bounced around like as a thief. You did occasionally cross paths with outlaws and bandits, uh, uh, and you never really stuck with them for long. But you did at least kind of circle around that crowd and uh uh this feels a lot like that um uh kind of this like unfocused anger and cruelty um uh that doesn't seem to have a leader that is worried about the collateral damage okay um cool uh i would like this is dumb 
I'm gonna get in real trouble. Uh, I would like to find the biggest guy or gal mm -hmm. there, and uh, and uh, it's better if they're dumb. Sure. Uh, but you know, whatever. I don't have that kind of insight. I'm t and uh, and I'm gonna pull. I'd like to like grab him and and look at him in the f uh or i'd like to no sorry <sighs> it's hard working with these no skills that i have um the <laughs> uh yeah um uh so i'm gonna get up yeah i'm gonna get up on the table and uh and, uh, and, uh, I'm going to get up on the table and I'm going to take out Rosa's gun and I'm going to fire it up into the air and it's loud. Yeah, no, that because, gets everyone's attention because it's, yeah, it's a hard caliber pistol. So yeah, yeah, you, you stand up, you as this is going on, there's like just roaring, raucous, like chaos. Yeah. And you just draw out this extremely fine weapon and raise it up in the air and just like, <sighs> uh, uh, the, the bullet is supercharged by this like flash of illuminated energy and the bullet flies up in the air with this puff of mist and the crowd turns to you. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to go, even one of those new recruits falls off the edge. Closest person to him is following right after. So watch yourselves. You're under my command now. Oh, man. Okay. I'm not oh, trying to take man. away Koenig. Uh, oh, her Koenig's a 30. I'm trying to be their, basically their drill sergeant. And then I'd like to spend my eight grit to bamboozle. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> okay, roll intimidate. <laughs> okay. Um, is uh, there I'm any bonuses? I'm gonna give you a plus two because you're a hard caliber pistol. <laughs> I, te I technically have two. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't on. change. The effect the doesn't compound, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. It's sort of a yes/no question, not a how many. Minus eight. <laughs> You're up against a one. Yeah! Roll something! Uh, okay. Well, that's actually awesome. Um, I'm the aggressor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I have five hits. I rolled a one... A three, two fours, and a six. Okay, so you said you weren't <laughs> trying to dethrone Koenig. Were you trying to raise a question between who's in charge, you or Red Wheel? No. I literally want to be Koenig's new, like, assistant. Like, okay, so you wanna, you're also wanna trying to his... catch his eye. Yeah. Okay. Like... I don't care what he thinks, right? I want 
the mass to listen to me. Yeah, right? well, you get that for sure. Um, <laughs> and because you rolled five successes, you also do it in a way that doesn't seem to ruffle the feathers of either Kernig or uh, or Redwheel. Um, you fire the gun, and they're like, they look around, and one person goes, Hey, who are you? You don't know me? He kind of looks a little embarrassed and he goes, I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new kid. I'm your new boss. Hazing continues, but if one of them falls off, you new kid, you're the first one to follow them. Uh, I just want to know what to call you. Boss. All right, boss. You heard, boss? <laughs> Hey, hey, you! Hey, step back! <laughs> and uh, and they all kind of back off for a little bit, and then like a couple of them are like, "Yeah, it's boss." <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, boss. Yeah, yeah. When, boss? when Red Wheel's not around, boss is in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like someone comes over and is like, "I'm real sorry about him, boss. He's new." <laughs> and then like hands you like a beer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And uh, cloud cutters, <laughs> cloud cutters, and uh, uh, you look up and you see uh, uh, Koenig kind of glance like looking out of his tent. He's like, You heard the shot, right? He's like, pulled his like tent, he's like, slid the the um, the door to the side, and he's looked at you and uh, he sees you and he gives you a nod. He goes, and then shuts the door. I flip my gun. And I put it in my holster. <laughs> Super cool. So, uh, so you definitely have like the relative loyalty of the of the grunts, um, and you think that you have an in with Ferdinand now. Cool. And and like he might come talk to you if enough time passes. All right. That's. Cool. Do, you, do you do much else throughout the night, or do you just kind of... Not like... tonight, no. Okay, cool. Um, so eventually, Pax, uh, the the party kind of winds down. People are slumped over anywhere that they found comfortable and and sleeping. A couple people made it back to their like little pods, and they've fallen asleep in there. Um, and uh, you know, having kind of watched the situation and been part of the cloud cutters now, people are just talking to you. Uh, more than like a dozen of them have like come to like give you their favor. Like they've forgotten that you were in charge. <laughs> this really worked. Uh, and, and, uh, so, like, everyone's, like, bringing you drinks, they're all hanging out with you, everyone wants to sit at your table, like, you, you actually have, like, at least three cloud cutters who are, like, now, like, your, like, your gophers, right? Like, they are, like, sycophantically, like, loyal to you. Um, because you got five successes, so this sure. just keeps going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, like, the couple of things you notice is that, like, there are definitely still scouts out ahead who are keeping an eye and, like, catching any riveteers that roll in. Um, you also hear 
this kind of thing where it's like amongst the crew, amongst the like riveteer, like you know, front line. Uh, they respect the hell out of Red Wheel. A lot of them are like, so do you know Red Wheel? Like, what can you tell me about her? All that stuff, right? All of them, all of them, like, really, really respect Red Wheel. Um, uh, they, they see her as, like, then you do notice none of them ask you about Ferdinand. Mm. All of them ask you about Red Wheel. Uh, and you're able to kind of, like, do your thing where like when they ask you too many questions that you can't like lie your way through you like intimidate them and then they and then they're like and then <laughs> oh so you think because we're both girls that we just do oh, each no, other's no, no. nails no 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 hey, 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 hey i'm just i'm just you know i'm just shooting the shit oh yeah no mm, we've but, also brushed each other's I, hair you know what I, i'm like, i'm not gonna finish this i'm gonna go go ahead and go over here i got i got something to attend to you've been great <laughs> And, and yeah, so you're able to like brush all of them off by just being like a hard ass the whole night and everyone totally believes it 100%. No one's crossing you. <laughs> um, uh, you live the bandit life for a night. Um, and then, at, like I said, at the end of the night, most of them are slumped over. A couple of them are kind of like burning the midnight oil, like, you know, just kind of like sitting and like having really asinine conversations like, oh, is uh, you want a hover car? Or you want four wheels? I mean, you know, you gotta take and pick your pros and your cons. And the other one's like, well, why'd you raise pros with the right hand? Why'd you say cons with the left hand? And it's just like, just stupid conversations. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know what would happen next. Um, okay, great. <coughs> I will, uh, kick some drunk people out of a pod. It's, it's my pod now. <laughs> and and take a rest, I guess. Okay, cool. Hours. So you're gonna you're gonna play it easy for the night. You do have to share your pod with like two sycophants, but that's it. <laughs> sure, but I I let them know that if they're not cool, I I am getting. Yeah, it's basically like a very small pod that has like four bunk beds in it, like mm -hmm. you know, and and they're gonna sleep on this one. You get this one all of yourself. <laughs> And they're very drunk, and they pass out, and you're fine. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Roland and Kinsey, uh, it is very late into the night, extremely late into the night, and you roll up, and out of, like, nowhere, out of the shadows, you hear... Uh, I, I did want to have a conversation with Kinsey. Yeah, you have plenty of time. The, the, the yeah. way is not easy. Um, the, the treads help you a ton, but it is slow going on the motorcycle. Sure. All right. So I've I've considered I've considered the many facets of this plan. I am not confident in our combined ability to conceal your identity over time. So I'm considering what if 
I tell Koenig that I pulled you from the burning wreckage of the car that you were clearly presumed dead from, and then saved you. And maybe the wrench I threw, you know, either did something or didn't do anything, whatever, is just maybe happy to have a son. How do you feel about, you know, sort of acting like you're interested in learning about your father, you know, ruling at his side? I feel like that is a, an achievable ruse for me, which is not something I can always say. Okay, maybe we do that. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess I should keep the Riveteers uniform, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, 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 no. I'm closer to to task than I really truly am. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, I just look good in this outfit, and I'd like to keep it. <laughs> I was going to say, you look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you wipe the grease off of uh, Kinsey's forehead, and uh, yeah. But not too much. I want it to look like... It's naturally applied grease and not concealing grease. Right, right, right. You're not. You're you're making it so the symbol is is there, but it doesn't look like someone's cleaned it. Because um, right. uh, b- before the, the grease, on these things. Kinsey is very dirty based on the like fight. He still has a little like, bloody too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, I, I think sometime during. Am I driving? Do we switch off? I would probably switch off in the in the driving. Either you switch off or Roland drives. He's pretty good. And just at some point, I, I think uh, Kinsey notices that his gums aren't really stopping bleeding, and so he uh, takes the one of the bullets out of his pistols and kind of like jams it out there. Yeah. And he's like, "Good for maybe I don't know. I'm trying Don't out. Like down too hard though. <laughs> no, no, no. But for, for disguise purposes, I'm trying to learn from the master. <laughs> Looks kind of uh, nomadic. <sighs> <laughs> you look like a madman. Sure. <laughs> well, all right. And you come over a ledge, and even in the moonlight, you're able to kind of see the form of the axe and arches, kind of like layers of shadows in this cliff edge and then uh out of nowhere like out of the shadows a figure appears and uh he goes that's far enough all right hey. all right we heard you've been shouting over the canyon hours is your offer still good Still good for another half a day, yeah. Latecomers as you are, you missed the party. You fucked up my bike. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you put it back together. You might be useful. Uh, yeah. I'll show you the way to the, uh, the gate's edge. You're just gonna have to leave that there bike with me. That's fine. Yeah. Leads you over, and then as he gets to the cliff edge, he pushes the bike up to the side, and he goes, Oh, one more thing. Any weapons you got on you? You gotta leave them with me, too. Ah, dang. This is a true surprise. (laughs) Who could have foreseen this? He takes him up. Looks to Kinsey. Of course. uh, What about you, Bronze Tooth? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he grabs his radio. I assume competence at this point, Roland. You yeah, know. I've turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his radio and he clicks it and he goes, Slipstream. And he sets it back on his hip and he goes, Welcome to the cloud cutters, boys. They'll give you a hard time up there for a bit, but ultimately, we're all happy to grow our family on the road, so stick it out, prove your stuff, you know the drill. Yeah, um, we need to talk to Koenig, though. He's gonna want to talk to us. Yeah, sure. You're gonna have a conversation with Kerning. Maybe when sun rises. Okay. I'll wait to talk to Kerning to tell him I saved his. Say what now? Yeah, this is Houndsy, Kerning's son. I saved him. Hello. Kerning has a son. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulate, Roland. Uh, you can have a plus two because it's true. <laughs> I think I told entirely the truth. Manipulate is also convincing people of the truth. <laughs> uh, am I dressed to impress at this moment? Yes. You are wearing riveteer gear. You are you are playing the part. Great. Okay. Ability. Okay. Uh, I got a twelve. I uh, I have three net hits. Alright. He go. He looks at you, looks at Kenzie, and he goes, How about I escort you up the way, make an introduction? Yeah, that's faster. It is. What's your name, kid? Jack. Jack? Nice to meet you. I'm Spring. He shakes her hand. And then the uh, the ladder makes its way down. You start making your way up behind him. And the the scene is relatively quiet. Um, and uh, Pax... I wanted with... to get up... Okay, <laughs> I wanted to be up by dawn so I could start waking people up and making them clean up their shit. <laughs> Well, it's very late at night, but not so late that you haven't fallen asleep. You do hear a couple people be like, Slipstream, call, put down the ladder. What's someone doing coming in this late? And you just kind of move to the side of your your little uh, pod, and you slide the door open, and you look. And eventually you see uh, Cloud Cutter make his way up, and you help up Roland and Kinsey onto this platform. I am so happy. <laughs> oh my god, they didn't die. Um, okay, cool. Um, uh, and then he basically leads them directly towards Koenig's tent. Sure, I will um, bust out of my of my little pod, like slam the door open, be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, oh, uh, I um. I figure, uh, uh... You're gonna wake up the boss? I thought you was the boss. I'm... Are you questioning me? 
It doesn't seem like a great place, Spring. I hit what? You shut it. Uh, <laughs> look, I don't I got... want to hear from you. You, what the yeah. heck are you doing? Did you pass it through me? Did you? Did I tell you it was okay to to wake him up? I'll let you roll intimidate at a okay. plus three. All right, this is maybe. <laughs> I look over at kids and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a couple of times over, uh, I have not hesitated to commit to a dangerous course of action, which is one of my advancement triggers yeah. that I took from the explorer path. Yeah, yeah, because you're part explorer now. You can have that. That's I next sure am. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Pax, you're up against the six. Uh, I'm the aggressor, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I have two hits. <laughs> I uh, rolled two sixes he and goes, nothing else. Uh, no, boss. I just, I just didn't realize you was awake. Uh, I just, th- these are some riveteers that uh, Koenig might uh, want to meet with. Why? This one here apparently is related to him one way or another. I also figure we probably, I mean, if you're going to take the lead on this, uh, maybe we want to wake up Red Wheel as well. I like you. What was your name again? Spring. Boss. <laughs> Name's Spring. I've been with the Cloud Cutters for a while now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Seen a few dust-ups. I've been one of the few that survived. I'm quite the handler of a jetpack and a gyrocopter when it comes to it. I've noticed. Well, thank you, Uh, boss. It's a lot. All right. Um, We'll see what Red Wheel wants course uh your, uh you know if i knew known you was awake i would have brought them to you first to kind of filter it through the chain so uh, maybe through me first right from now on no of course I, I ain't trying to step on your turf rolling you know that's a lie uh, i ain't <laughs> trying to step on your turf or uh you know try to make myself bigger than my position so uh yeah i mean we can work on that so really? just Yes. Can I count you as part of my team? <laughs> yeah, it was you. You ride a a, a um. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you need a if you need a second hand, I'm right there for you. Springs the name. I'm gonna be over there in that pod. All right. Uh. Maybe I'll come get you when we go see uh, Kearney. You can come with us. Mighty kind of you, boss. Mighty kind. Why don't you hop too in case there's any other straggler? Yes, ma'am. And as he makes his way out, he like bangs on the door and he goes, All right, it's your shift. And someone's like, I thought that was another 30 minutes. He goes, It's your shift now. And then he like he doesn't go into his pot. He kind of lingers out and like smokes a cigarette and watches <laughs> as someone like 
tiredly like wipes their eyes and moves their way down the ladder. <laughs> and uh, Roland and Kinsey, you've been reunited with Pax, who seems to be in charge of the cloud cutters. <laughs> you think you're so talented, don't you? I whispered to I him. grab Kinsey by the front of the shirt and throw him in front of me. <laughs> So he walk, can walk in front of me towards the towards the um, red wheel. Uh, red wheel. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're heading. You know what pod is hers? So you're heading that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and roll into, but I don't throw him. He might fall if I eat Um. So <laughs> on our on our way over, I do whisper. I don't think I've ever been more proud. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of help. <laughs> um. Give me 45 minutes. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and we're going to walk over to uh, to Red Wheels, and I'll, um, I'll knock on the door. Okay, you uh, boom, boom. Knock on the door. There's a slight pause, and someone opens the door who is not Red Wheels. Someone you've identified to be part of Red Wheels uh, Roadkin uh, slides the door open. Looks at you, sizes you up, sees the two river chairs behind you, and she goes, What? I have something that I think will make Red Wheel really happy. I think you'll want to wake her up. Looks to the two of them, looks to you and goes, Maybe in the morning. And she grabs the door to shut it. I'll stop it. She looks Listen. at your hand, looks at you. Yeah. Listen. You can either get the credit or take the blame. I can push my way through. You can't beat me. I'm trying to be nice. You don't want me to be nice? That's fine. Go ahead and roll intimidation again. <laughs> Oh, God. I have such a low stat in intimidation. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, God. You're up against a nine. Oh, I can't beat a nine. (sighs) Um... I can't beat it. I'm not going to spend my last grit on it. Um, what do you got? Uh, I, I have I have a four. All right. So Pax, you say that, and she looks down at like your shoe for a second, and she kind of fixates, and then you look down at your shoe, and in that moment, like it's like she baited you into it. Uh, you look down at, her sh- at your shoe, and then she just shoulder charges you back, and you actually stumble and fall behind Kinsey and Roland, kind of catching yourself deftly, but you do roll a little bit before you do, and you and you catch catch yourself and look at her, and she goes, <laughs> "Yeah, sunrise." Like I say it. Uh, I'll smile. And go, okay, your funeral. 
Good night. Uh, yeah, so I will, um, walk, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll walk, um, Roland and Kinsey over to Kernig. You're going to go to Kernig's tent next. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. You get there. You knock. Mm-hmm. There's a slight pause. You kind of exchange glances with Roland and Koenig. And then, Pax, you blink, looking at Roland and Kinsey. And all of a sudden, there's a figure on the right of Roland and the left of Kinsey. And as your, like, vision, like, kind of, like, focuses on these two, you see uh, two men with uh, dark leather um, armor and masks pulled up over over their faces. And uh, they have bows drawn and pressed right against... Kinsey and, and Roland, you feel a slight point against your neck. And Pax, you recognize the arrowheads of these bows. They are Ophidian in design. And one of the two men says to you, Who are you? You walk in their clothes, but I question your Origins. Don't question yours. The question stands. Who are you? A person with information. I'm glad to see that you lived. His eye, his right eyebrow, like, betrays, like, a little bit of confusion as he goes. You don't know me. I don't know you. The only important thing is I don't believe you've received an invite. So perhaps you return to your pod and the master will see you when he is ready. Hey, I've been getting jerked around all night. This is Koenig's son whose life I saved after his guy. So if you want to wake him the fuck up so I can talk to him, that would be great. <laughs> I'll let you roll manipulate or intimidate. Up to you. <laughs> uh, I'll roll manipulate, even though intimidate. I mean, intimidate's not bad, but I'm just way better at manipulating. Yeah. Uh, I have an important question. Yep. Am I dressed to impress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're playing the part of the Riveteer, so. Great. 
Uh, I've got a 14. I only have a 10. Uh, I have two net hits, but I'm going to go ahead and spend two to, to twist the knife and have three. All right. More grit for me. Uh, this member of the Ophidian clan darts his dark eyes towards you, Roland, and then back to Pax. And then he slowly lingers over Kinsey and seems to focus in on the tattoo that's half visible through the grease on Kinsey's forehead. And then he says something in a language you don't understand. And then the other man with a bow lessens his slack on Kinsey resheathes the arrow and disappears into the night and then this one his arrow slowly moves off of you Roland and on to Pax and he goes we can wait we're patient yes Not really. I suppose it's my mistake for not phrasing the question rhetorically. Oh, you did. I just didn't agree. <sighs> Nonetheless, he says, bow still drawn and pointed at you. Doesn't... Do you miss... <coughs> oh, Do you miss... <laughs> Do you miss Sky, or do you not remember her at all? His eye, his face changes. It's kind of muted, like, uh, kind of emotionless form he's giving you. Changes, and his, his hand that has been pulling back this large bow starts shaking a little bit. Like, all of a sudden, he's having a hard time holding the string back. And he goes, who are you? What do you know? A lot. Well, seems we have some time. I've been taught never to give out information without getting something in return. So how about you take that shaky hand that you've got and maybe relax it a little bit before you shoot or me. Well, you can try to shoot me, but like you won't. As soon as like you identify it, it like slowly recedes back into a, a calm formation. And he goes, there we go. Oh, that's so much better. So here's the thing. I'm here for you. He like you you notice as his eyes kind of like scan in your cloud cutter uniform. Doesn't seem likely. I would hope you'd have more insight than that. I can play this game for a pretty long time. So, 
I'm not leaving until you do, but your clan is in trouble. And uh, the sooner we get back, the better. So, uh, the sooner you return to my sister and tell her that her errand is foolish, the better. I am stuck here, bound to Koenig for the the service he has rendered me. Three of you would be wise to leave when you can. What did he do for you? And then the door slides open. And a still very handsome and put together, but maybe a little bit tired, uh, uh, Ferdinand Koenig stands before you. He's holding a snifter of a brown liquor. Uh, He's wearing uh, kind of a a gold inlaid robe that wraps around him. And uh, his hair has just a slightly bit of a messy uh, turn to it, though his goatee and mustache, impeccable. Uh, and he looks at the three of you and goes, Who, my dear, are you? Uh, I'm Pax, sir. Well, I feel like an utter fool for not identifying your potential sooner, Pax. He reaches out a hand. (laughs) (laughs) The last time somebody did this to me, it was real bad. It's my favorite thing now to have people offer you a hand and see what you do. <laughs> uh, it has occurred to me how pissed I will be if this asshole is Rufus Nash. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'll uh, I'll at my hands and I'll go uh and then I'll like wipe them on my pants trying to make them as clean as possible and then uh and uh it may I make it so they're as dirty as possible (laughs) uh and then I'll I'll so he takes uh, your hand turns it to its side uh and then doesn't quite actually kiss it as he makes like the kissing kissing motion and then he turns it aside and he goes I've noticed some of your work in the past, but I did not realize the aptitude you have for leadership. Now, what fine gifts have you brought me? You turn to the side to look at Kinsey and Roland, and you notice that the Ophidian that you've been talking to has disappeared into the shadows. Um, well, this man here, has brought you this man and I brought them both to you. Uh, And this man is your son. He looks at you, Kinsey. 
his hand holding the snifter droops a little bit. And he goes, Houndsy, was it? Oh, I think you might be muted if you said something. That's correct, uh, yes. He looks down, and you see some tears welling in his eyes. And then he sets the snifter off on, like, a little table. He brings himself up, kind of breathing in air to compose himself. Pushes down his robes a little bit, and he goes, Son, it has been too long since I last laid eyes on you. He reaches two hands out and takes your ha head in his hand and gives you like a kiss on the cheek then pulls you in for like a very warm and loving hug. And I gotta know if this guy's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can, you have playing the player so you can roll manipulate to see if he is lying. Uh, he hugs you, Kinsey, tightly and he goes, if I had a say, a wish in the world, I would have wished for you to not be taken from me such as you have been. He pulls you back again, holding your head, and he goes, Handsome boy. At last, we have the chance to speak. Uh, Roland, how many successes did you get, and what's your highest? Uh, it depends on the answer to this question. Um, <clears throat> uh, has a piece of gear been modified or repaired, like this bike back into usable order? Yeah, yeah. Um, have I talked anyone out of conflict with me? Can you think of someone? Spring, maybe, but not really. I think I've pushed my luck despite a clear chance to fail when I talk shit to the Ophidian clan, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I am going to spend two grits so I can count this 14, okay. uh, which then explodes. Uh, That's also a 14. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Roland, you can have a grit back. As I also will spend grit to count my 14. You're still the aggressor. Okay. Um, but I eliminate whatever you have under a 14. Cool. Uh, I have two 14s. Cool. So two net successes. Um, you can't get a very good read on Ferdinand. But what you can get is that Ferdinand is absolutely the type of person to shift his outward persona to match whoever he's with. Um, and you're fairly certain the persona that he is presenting to Kinsey right now is not true. If he has any paternal love of Kinsey, it is cu currently being overshadowed by Kinsey's usefulness to him. And that is what you are definitely able to pick up with your two successes, is that he is not being entirely honest for sure. Whether or yeah. not he actually cares for Kinsey in any way, shape, or form is unknown to you, but you can definitely tell that he is putting on an act at this moment. 
Yeah, the important thing is not actually what it's that he cares more about that he's useful than if he cares about Kinsey. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Kinsey, he pulls back uh, a tear, streaks down one cheek, and then another one follows by the side, and he goes, my son. And he turns to you, Pax, and he goes, you've brought me my son. That was me. <laughs> he turns to you and blinks a little bit and kind of like, wipes away the tears and goes, of course your involvement is to be lauded sir, what is your name? Jack Jack Jack, my dear servant and he reaches out a hand to shake yours yeah, I shake his hand clasps it in two and he shakes it vigorously and he goes, sir you have found yourself a very fruitful home in the cloud cutters. Thank you for your service. Well, you, you sort of blew up my last gig, so. And he smiles sheepishly at that and he goes, Of course. But you'll find that that slight perceived misfortune is in fact a blessing in disguise. He turns to you, he goes, Pax! Dear, do show Jack around the camp. See that he is taken care of, and you yourself will be rewarded accordingly. I need some time alone. He turns to you, Kinsey, with my son. And he presses his hand against your chest. Uh, we've got some catching up to do, I suppose. Indeed. I had no idea, as he puts his arm around you, that you were riding with your mother. I would have taken a different tact if I had known. I'm glad you survived. And the door shuts behind Kinsey and Koenig, leaving Roland and Pax alone out front. We'll skip the hazing with you. Come on. I got a spot in my bunk. Right on, boss. Too pretty to let you go anywhere. and Pax you lead Roland down towards uh, your newly acquired tent Kinsey you are sat down across a table from your estranged father and that's where we're gonna end tonight's session (laughs) tune in next week for dad con 2020 (laughs) (laughs) 